our 99th episode. Really? Yeah, next week is 100. Like they have, I'll have to get you a cake. Yeah, I know. It's very exciting. Vegetarian cake. A vegetarian cake. It's full carrot cake. Yeah. Mm. I've already started recording, so everybody who uh, hears that voice in the background, that is our illustrious leader who lets us have this show and use our valuable, valuable studio time. You should get closer to, him. You should get closer to no, mic, it's, Mark. It's, 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 there's an atmospheric thing that when you hear me only in the background <laughs> as opposed to being on mic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 what I let you do is use company time to record this because all of you do great jobs and you get your work done. So that's one thing. And the other thing is you use our facility, which I have listened to your podcast, uh, although I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have listened. Neither do the we. The quality of your podcast far exceeds the vast majority of podcasts that are out there. Thanks to me, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very the much. Tax. And with that, you can leave. I'm, I'm being... <laughs> Dylan, anything to say in my behalf? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find you a split screen race, split screen racing game. Well, I, there's a thing. I have grandkids. They love to play uh, Xbox, and I play Fasia. Forza. Yeah, I play that, and it's fantastic. And the, the visuals are blow my mm. mind that I'm not a video guy. But I said I need because I got the kids. I need the best side by side Xbox racing game. So that they can stay involved two at a time rather than one playing and then the others getting Well, and now you've put, you've put that out into the universe on our podcast and our listeners are going to hear you ask Somebody for that should... and we're going to get a suggestion guaranteed. I'm, I'm hoping one of the 100,000 people which make use of your podcast would have a decent answer or else you know what I'm going to tell them? Bite, Bite me. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I think he, he thinks we have hundreds of thousands. I think we just have like 10 people who listen to it 100 a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> A day. Whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that was our our, um, our general manager here in the building we work. Bold and, and fearless leader. He's amazing. Yeah. And honestly, when we say thanks to him, you get we get to do this podcast, we're not lying. It's like, 100% true. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Oh, the invaluable input of the Dylan that we've all been waiting for. Um, that's, a, that's probably our best, like, pre-roll intro thing ever. I, was it actually picking him up in the mic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. He's there. It'll be in the background. You might not hear it very well, but there he that's will him. Stay. Whatever. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Bite Me Podcast, episode 99. We're one away from 100. That is a big number. We're almost a centenarian. Whew. The big words today. Hmm. Love it. Ooh. There we go. Centurion. I'm so glad you guys have that much to say. <laughs> um, all right. What are we doing for our special 100th episode? Oh, it's going to be a call-in episode. Oh, my. So what? I should probably make sure that we've got our... Uh, Stuff on lock, yeah? yeah, yeah, it's all good. And we might want to talk about maybe uh, recording people through Discord. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. we'll figure it, it might out. Might be the we, best we, way of we, doing we, things. We have a week to figure it out, so we <laughs> should. That we'll go to lunch tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Sweet. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Hi. Welcome to the Bite Me Podcast, episode ninety nine. I am Adam West, Cliff Johnson, the Dylan. Hello. Um, so stuff happening this week. Lots going on in the news. Um, Windows ten update is out, and it's doing some funky things to people's computers and user info and stuff. Don't do that. Don't. It's dumb. Um, also, Microsoft is in talks to buy another big developer. I read about this the other I day. Make sure they actually haven't done it yet. It sounded really close. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Guacamole is uh, out on the Switch, and there's a sequel coming to the Switch, which is already out other places, but. What was it uh, I heard on GameScoop or whatever? It was somebody called in. They called it Project... Uh, uh, oh, it was Port Everything to Switch. They call it Pets. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, yeah. sense. Love it. 
Um, Microsoft, more, they're all over the place. Uh, they want you to be able to play your games anywhere. Project X Cloud is a thing. We're going to talk about that. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has the micro transaction that everyone was worried about. Aw, yep. wah, wah. And you can we now support your favorite Fortnite creator. I didn't know that there was like, in, like, Creator content, well, like uh, like your favorite streamer, your favorite anyone who yeah. makes oh, content. Kind of, yeah. Oh, gotcha. anyone who makes content for uh, Fortnite related to Fortnite. Yeah, understood. Uh, so yeah, so there is all that to talk about. Plus, lots of questions, lots of Q's and A's. Yeah. Uh, some cheap free games, and that's that. So we'll get right into it with what we're playing. Uh, Cliff, I am playing Forza, and it sounds just like that. Uh, it, 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 that sounds like a cat having a sort of stroke while being hungry at the same time. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I just Loving can't. It. I cannot play this game enough. I vroom, wake vroom. up and I play it, and I go to play it before I go to bed. And yesterday I raced a jet, and mm-hmm. this, I was going to go buy like a new like fancy car just no, because I, Forza. No, screw <laughs> that. I don't care about cars. Like cars mean nothing to me. I'm going to buy like some sort of like. Well, then Forza's not doing its job. It's no, supposed no, no, to no, be no. a big advertisement for you to buy a new car. No, no, no. What I'm going to buy is some sort of rig for my office where I like sit in a racing chair and I've got yeah, real pedals cool, and though. like I have to open a door to get into it. And that'd be super that's, cool. That's the next best. Thing that's what I want. Doors. Yeah. It was, it's, oh man, what did I race? I did a bunch of the, uh, there's a, a set of missions where you are a stuntman on a movie set, and I did a bunch of those this morning, and it is just so fun. I I think the thing about Forza is I always start out a little slow because I'm not great at it, and so I have to kind of like ease myself into remembering how, like, when you break the right times and how you drift and how you do all those things, and I'm just getting to the point now where I'm not... Like, we play online, and I'm terrible. Like, we played all weekend, and I was garbage all weekend. But single player, like, I can be competent at that game, and it feels so good. I just absolutely adore it. Yeah, I've done the single player. I've not done any online or any, like, multiplayer stuff. Um, So I guess I'm used to more... So would you call this more arcadey or more realistic? This is closer to a simulator. Yeah, is it okay? It's it's yeah. But definitely. Forza Horizon is a little bit. It's more left ar- of yeah. like Forza, Forza Motorsport. Motorsport, where Forza yeah. Motorsport's like straight up sim, the sim. Yeah. right? Because I'm used to playing like uh, Burnout Paradise, yeah. which I, there's a lot of similarities in this game for me yeah. to Burnout Paradise. Like the whole go here and there's a race yeah. here, there's go here, there's yeah. that there, find these roads, but discover the this. The racing itself is not the racing itself. Like Burnout, straight up arcade. Yep. This is very much like the, the road physics when you go from like asphalt to dirt. I'm like, oh, 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 well, oh, yeah. I just crashed. Right? That's a thing. Um, well, and going from different seasons now is crazy. Oh, and going I, into winter, I, I upgraded my car just because I was like, oh, I've got all these credits. I can upgrade my car. And I may or may not have given it twice the horsepower yeah. it had. <laughs> I went from 500 to like 1100, <laughs> and I'm all, oh, and it's a little Ford Focus. So yep. it's just, it's like, <laughs> it's a piece of aluminum foil with a jet engine. One thing I will say, um, I played with Kevin this weekend, and he didn't realize it's something you can do, and I only realized it because I think they did a better job of telling you about it in Forza 3, is um, you can go into your settings and turn on all sorts of helpers, essentially. So you can set it up so the car will, to some degree, brake for you. It will, to some degree, turn for you. You There's driving assist, there's braking assist, and all that. And so I turned that on because I'm like, well, I clearly need some help here before... I, I go, you know, and, and to me those are in. great because they act as training wheels, and that's what I did in Force right. of Three. Is I turned everything on. And I was like, 
I, I don't. I think the car, like, I just had to push a button and it just drove itself. But the thing is, like, I couldn't place though. Like, it, it did all this stuff for me, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm consistently finishing fifth and sixth place, even though I'm not missing I anything. Think I think this just, game is harder too. Like, oh, I, I believe so it. Bad, though, really. I was consistently like, placing first by a lot in Forza Three, and this game is hard. The cars are fast. It's yeah. it's difficult. So, but I'm, I'm just having such a good time with it. I, I just I can't say enough good things about it. And so, when it comes to the discovering the barn thing, yeah, is that is that a thing that unlocks eventually where it says then now you can go do this or is that something you can do right off the bat they'll um, start popping up they'll start popping like, up they'll, you'll get a little bubble and say there's a barn here go find it yeah oh, okay and they tell you about it over your radio oh, okay. so i've gotten because I, I was driving around like where are these barns at i want to yeah. find and some they, oh. and they give you one at a time <laughs> okay. um and there's like i think i found <laughs> six of them maybe so far nice so out of what like three thousand no there's only like 14 uh, because every time oh. you get one you get a new car right so yeah. yeah it's it's really fun though like i recommend it get game pass get a trial of game pass and try it for seven days it's it's such a good game um complete opposite of forza though that you're playing <laughs> i am playing pinball fx3 so i i don't know if everyone we haven't talked about it a ton but we do a although it shows up in this feed so you've probably noticed that we do another podcast called 8-bit um, mm. bites and it's a like retro podcast where we talk about 8-bit stuff and pinballs and arcade stuff it's really fun um it's so far it's been me and dylan and my friend hans um we're gonna get we're gonna get adam in sooner rather than later but uh we just released where we'll be releasing our next episode on monday so watch out for that but we it was all about pinball and so hans was talking about pinball effects and he's like it's free just download it oh it's free yeah where? and you get two tables on steam. on steam oh and so i'm like all right i don't know whatever and it is so much fun it's gorgeous. I mean, just f- like it's what you expect pinball to be. It's flashy and bright and the noise is awesome and it's just in your face. But it also does things that pinball machines probably can't do. Um, it comes with two free tables. I've only played one of them so far. But like you'll unlock things and then you shoot through a door and you drop to another table below the table oh, you're cool. playing in. More interaction. It's then. really cool. But then they have all sorts of awesome... Um, <clears throat> add-on tables. So the game's free, but then you have to pay for the tables. And so you, like, you can get the Bethesda pack, and it has a Fallout 4 table, and a Doom table, oh, and nice. a Skyrim table. And you can trial all of them, too, so you can play any table for a minute. And so oh, you can kind of cool. see how so they play. Like, yeah. yeah and so I've played all three of those, and I like all three of them a lot. Um, and there's a Portal table, and there's a ton, I mean, just a ton of Marvel tables. And um, like individual superheroes and stuff. Um, there's a ton of Star Wars tables, um, but they also just got the Williams license, and so Williams has been making pinball tables since the dawn of time. And so they just got the Williams license, so they just started dropping in. I think the first three or four Williams tables. It's good. It's really good. Like I said, it's cool. fr- if you don't mind only playing two tables, it's a hundred percent free. So you can try it out. You will lose nothing. It's really fun, and you can play with the controller. So your like your triggers become the flippers, and then you can use the stick to actually. Um, what do they call it when you like hit hit a pinball table? Like, I mean, you're not tilting it. You're tilting nudging it. it. Yeah, you're nudging you, it, but you can tilt, tilt it if you yeah. nudge it too much. And it's the same thing. You can nudge it with the the uh, the stick, and yeah. it actually physically moves it. It's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does your monitor just shake? You know, um, like no, that would IRL. be weird. <laughs> but I mean, Hans is actually working with a couple of buddies. His, you can actually take like a like a big monitor and put it as the surface and then put another monitor in the back and you can actually make a real pinball table out of it. It's really like I I came upstairs after playing. I'm like, honey, I'm going to need a big TV and a bunch of money. And (laughs) she's like, no, 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 no. What kind of computer would you actually need to like run that? Like, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Really, it can't be that intense, can it? It's really pretty, though. I don't know what the, the system yeah. requirements are for it, but it's because it. that would God, be something that'd be pretty fun to make. Kind of just like one of those that would be similar to like go 
Pac-Man tabletops yep. or something. Like that'd be just a cool thing to. It's real cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I suggest you do I'm that. Gonna, yes. Anywho, uh, Dylan, what are you playing? <sighs> I played Forza a little bit. I won't. I'm going to play it more before I talk about you it because you guys said it's Forza. fun and it is fun and it's pretty and I got an Xbox One X so I could play it downstairs on the 4K TV instead yes. of yes. on the small TV. Worth um, it. So that was totally worth it. Um, you know a game's good when someone's like, I should probably buy an Xbox One X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it wasn't a hard decision. No. Um, <laughs> um, but I did pick up Super Mario Party on Friday and we Which played that a little bit. We played it. Yeah, we played around we and played that was super fun. Was super I'm not fun. good. Um, but I played that more um, since I since I got it with people and we actually played through a full game and it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I didn't play the last one but apparently this one kind of helps um, improve some of the problems the last one had. And Flesh it's kind of the like canon of Super Mario Party. the best Mario mm-hmm. Party there's been in a while, I guess. And after playing a lot of the different games, like there's a lot of fun stuff in there, um, and it's a really good party game. So Extra Life comes around. I think we'll have some fun playing, playing I, a round of that. I'm least, far so. more excited about playing it on a big TV than... Right. Like, you know, yeah, you, you, hunched around a six-inch screen. Yeah, you saw those commercials where they're all playing video games on the rooftops. That's not what it's like. Right. It's actually very cramped, and it's it, no one can see. And it's fun as a novelty, but yeah, right. like it's, it's meant to be played like if on it's a Like, if it's a, a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds that just, you know, are on summer break from college and have really good eyesight... <laughs> Perfect, right. perfect. But when you've got two forty-year-olds, twenty-year-old hipsters can yeah. probably <laughs> tough it so. out. But um, and other than that, I uh, I got Mega Man Eleven on the Switch. Nice. Um, yes. As I drove, as I rode down to Portland, I was playing that. Um, when were you weekend, in Portland this weekend? I didn't know you were in Portland um, this weekend. But I played Mega Man Eleven, <laughs> and it, it's pretty fun. It's hard. It's it's a Mega Man game. It's a Mega Man game for sure, though. Like it. It really feels it feels fun to play, and it's I haven't I didn't play a lot of like the the later ones I guess, and even though they're old, it's kind of weird to say yeah. like the X's I guess like that whole string of games I'm not as familiar with as Ooh, the good. original ones. Um, I'm gonna go back because they have all those collections now. I'll, I'll go back and play all of them. Is the point, X collection on Game Pass actually? It mm-hmm. is on Game yeah. Pass on yeah. Xbox. Yeah, um, but there's all kinds of different like gadgets and things, so it's. It's pretty exciting. I, I've beat four of the eight Robot Masters so far. I think four nice. or five of them. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple more to get through, and then go to the um, Doctor Wily's castle or whatever. It Very is. cool. So, what do you think of the whole? Is it a gear system? Yeah, what it is? it's it's neat because um, it adds a whole like that's a that's a new yeah completely new mechanic. Like up until. I, uh, well, all throughout the whole series, it's always been, you know, you've got your dash. Maybe there was a double jump somewhere, but I know that there was the, the dog. Yeah, you have the dog. So the dog yeah. can still, I mean, you can um, kind of, what, like a hoverboard, I guess, kind so, of. I think some games you've glided across yeah. the screen on him. Others, like, you've also, used him as a springboard. as a spring as well. So you have those two. And then the gear system allows you to either slow down time or um, supercharge your weapon. Um, and that works for all the different... Um, abilities the robot masters give you they'll give you a supercharged version of that or your your mega blaster also gets supercharged that way um the thing is you have a limited amount of time that you can use these or you overheat and it takes like extra long time for it to cool down whereas if you know to turn it off in time it will recharge at a more reasonable pace um and the, the time slow is 
pretty important for certain platforming sections of the game, especially I noticed on the one um, level I had the most trouble on was the Torchman mm-hmm. level so far because there's like a wall of fire that kind of chases you and you have to do this back and forth platforming to get to the next part of the stage and that's where like the time slow really comes in handy to be able to navigate some of the trickier sections and like be able to knock out an enemy in the amount of time without getting hit back into the firewall um so that's kind of a vital a vital part of some of the sequences so it's not like an it's not really an optional thing you kind of have to kind of get used to using that um i mean if you're really good i'm sure you can just bounce through but um I don't have my platforming wits about me like <laughs> I might have used to. but When you were 12. Yeah. yeah. It's super fun, though, so definitely recommend that. Very cool. And I also played some pinball this weekend at Ground Control in Portland. Ground um, Control is the best. As I talked about on our 8-Bit Bytes yeah. podcast. We might have to, like, set up a, a road trip to Portland. And have you been to, to not. Ground Control? Ground Control is Awesome. I've only maybe spent like maybe four hours in Portland yeah. total. I've what? barely been there. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, we my favorite part is all their pinball machines. Like yep. The old arcade, like, the arcade I, games are fun. As I talked about, like, I played Dr. Mario. I was terrible at it. Donkey Kong, I was terrible at it. And I honestly just can't bend over that long to play those games. Like, it's because <laughs> you're like nine like, feet tall. They're like three feet off the ground. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go play pinball. Um, Excuse me. But I played South Park pinball, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Oh, I didn't know there was a South Park pinball game. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I've not been playing a whole, I mean, I have been playing some. I um, picked Spider-Man back up just because I was like, I, I want to I finish that game. I want to get all the suits. I want to do all the things. And I was always curious about, you know, where are these certain things that I have to get to get this suit? Or where's this thing I have to do to get this, you know, achievement or whatever? And I didn't realize that the game progressively unlocks more and more, like, different types of things to do. Oh, like, it's not just... All at once, here are these labs, here are these black cat missions, here are these backpacks, and that's it. You get through a certain point in the story, and then boom, now you've got these other types of places to take down with these different types of enemies and these different objectives. And then you go a little further in the story, and now here are challenges that you get to do. And you go a little further, and now here are these types of enemies. Like, it's constantly unlocking stuff as you go through the game. Um, Because I'm like, I'm at 50% of the... 50% 50% completion, and I'm like, there's nothing left on the map to do. Oh, I just finished this story mission. Now there's like 60 more things I need oh, to go do. That's kind of how GTA is. Like, I really you have like to it. keep pushing the story forward in order to unlock stuff. Yeah, so. but I also like that you can go, you can get to a certain point in the story. You've got all this stuff to do. You can go get all these things done. Go to your next story mission. You don't feel lost. Everything is story. The story continues right along. You've got all this other stuff done. And now here's more stuff to do. And then you don't just push through the story. Like, it, it incentivizes you to go through and do all these things as they're that's actually cool. there instead of waiting to the end to do it all. Like, yeah. I'm really enjoying that. Um, so that's really cool. And what else? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Spider-Man's that's what I've been enough. playing. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. Enough. It's it's, yeah. Uh, it's a commitment. I need to get back to that. I played some that. Forza. Oh, it's so good. Not a lot, but I, I I think I'm too into Spider-Man at the moment for me to really want to put that down and pick something You'll else up completely. You'll have to get up completely. early this weekend and come play online with us. Wait, what? You'll have to come get on, get up early on Saturday and Sunday and come play online with us. Oh, for Forza this yeah, weekend? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not going to have my Xbox with me. I'm going to the Oregon coast this weekend. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, I've got... I thought my summer of travel was done. travels a lot. I thought it was done. Just stay home. When I get I back want from, to. When I get back from Disney World, we'll play Forza. When is that? Um, like the end of the month. <laughs> this is I'm, the last weekend I'm in town. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh. 
Oh, it's just us next week. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. I think. Is, the two is that right? No, I'm here for the 17th, but I won't be here the 20th. So I'll be here next week, but I will not be here the week after. Gotcha. Um, all right, cool. Well, there's what we have been playing. If there's something we're not playing that you think we should play, you should tell us. Um, yeah, and you should also... I mean, we won't listen. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, so a thing coming up on November 3rd, the weekend of November 3rd, it's called Extra Life, where uh, all kinds of gamers around the world, gamers and content creators and blah, 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 get together and raise money for kids. Gamers like me. You know, blah, blah, And blah. you. And me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that is happening. We've got a team that we are signing people up for, and people can join right now. Yeah, go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life, and you can join our team, or you can donate to our team there. I'm going to be donating to the team this year. What a slacker. Because what? I'm going to a different fundraiser. Yeah, he's like, I am. I like, uh, I like Jason Mraz better than I like Cliff. Well, I'm it's like, not just that. I mean, I do like Jason Mraz. It's just that. I mean, he is a better singer than you. Have you ever heard me sing? I haven't. Gonna go ahead and put a line on that in Vegas and call it a win. You should. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I'm gonna be in Portland for a party, which I'll just go ahead and tell you about this. It's called Party for Pink. It's put on by a radio station I work with down in Portland. It's a cancer awareness fundraiser. Everybody wears pink and they raise money, and it's a really great cause. It's a good weekend for fundraising. Let's just yeah, say yeah. that. Yep. Is it on a um, Wednesday? It's no. on a Saturday. Sorry about it. It's all good. Um, anyway, so, so now we need more yeah. people on our team because Adam. I mean, it's okay. We like you anyway. I did talk to, her, to my friend Peter last night, though. I was like, ooh, Extra Life's coming up. He's like, ooh, goody. <laughs> and I was like, yes, goody. You got that Microsoft matching money. Anyway, we'll be streaming it. Um, please join our team. We just, you know, we love people to play. I'm going to work on getting a schedule together before I go to Walt Disney World so we can figure out what we're doing day one and day two. Day two is going to be probably the one where we play more community-focused stuff. We'll, we'll do some Rocket League together, and we'll do a bunch of other stuff together. So mm-hmm. it will be fun. Uh, yeah, and you can get all the info on that at bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. Yes, so do that. sir. Um, and while you're there, you can also uh, get hit the link to our Patreon. Yes, sir. And you can uh, help support our little show for as little as a buck a month. Um, so go there, bitemepodcast.com, click on that, and... I will tell you, we are doing a call-in show next week. Ooh, that's the right. The people who get first dibs at being a caller in our call-in show are our patrons. Oh, so, sweet. There are 10 of them right now. Ooh, snap. Mm, I don't know. I don't um, know how much time we got. We'll see. Well, I guess we're just going to have to make time. We'll make if time. They're, if they're we'll make for time it, for patrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah, for as little as a buck a month, uh, you can help support our show. You get access to our shows before the rest of the world does. Um, access to our special shows, like interviews. A week before, yeah. A week before. Um, like interviews and uh, special shows like 8-Bit Bites uh, and all that stuff. Um, the monthly release show. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Anyway, let me tell you about our patrons because yeah, they are we have favorite a producer level and people. we get to talk about them. We love them. Alan Schulte. Hello. Hello. Austin Palmer. I still owe you stickers, ma'am. This tomorrow, <laughs> oh, except I already said we were going out to lunch tomorrow. T- soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. Before Friday, you get stickers. We're going out to lunch tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Jack Irish uh, is another one of our get wonderful I? patrons. Exactly. Joe Cole Jr. of the Cole Slaws. Uh, Kevin Schuld. Uh, I. We played Forza. It was great. Uh, Tom McDermott, he's new. I don't know if I know him. Um, we, he sure was here he, last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he's in our Discord. So if, mm. if, Tom, if you're in our Discord, like, wave and say, hey, I'm Tom, because you probably, your name probably isn't Tom in our Tom Discord. Tom McDermott he, the Frog. Is he MySpace Tom? It could be MySpace Tom. I don't know. Either Where way, you should, you should go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. Join our Discord if you're already there. And then come in and say, like, hey, I'm Tom. And we'll go, hey, Tom, we love you. And then if you never speak to us again, that's, that's fine. fine. At least we have yeah, a, yeah. a we, we, we an avatar you are. to the name. Exactly. And then, of course, Vinny Champa. Yo, Vinny. Exactly. That guy. 
Uh, so if you thought it was cool hearing their names, imagine how cool it would be to hear your name on the show. Um, go to Bite Me Podcast or Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. And that money next month is going to Extra Life. So. Yeah. and they, exactly. So, yeah, I wanted to, to clarify that because I was confused when I heard the show back. I'm like, wait, all the money we earned this month up to then or all the money next month? Let's do next month. Yeah. All the November money. Yeah, all the November money is yeah. going to Extra Life. Sweet. So starting on November 1st. All yep. the way through the end of the month, if you sign up as a patron, even if you just... It's only do- monthly, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get billed at the first of the month, so yeah. everyone who gets billed at the first of the month, so... Even if you only want to do it for a month yeah. and just cancel it and say, screw you guys, I'm doing it for the kids, that's fine. Absolutely fine. We will take it. Is that it? That is it. All right, cool. I've decided I'm going to split up the shilling part of our uh, podcast, and I'm just going to break it up a bit yeah. and kind of spread it through. Whatever you want to do, That Adam. way I don't have to, you know... That's why Adam's the producer. Yeah. Well, we'll go with that. All right. We've got a full show of things to talk about, so let's get right into this little next segment. Uh, It's called... News! That's the one. Mm -hmm. Um, First, Windows 10 has an October update, and you might be tempted to update your computer right now, but you might want to wait on that because the update is kind of wiping out some people's... Everything. Is it like wiping everything? No, a lot of it is... So, first of all... Odds are good that this will not do it on its own. They've turned off auto-updating. But if you see that, like, oh, my gosh, there's new features, and try and do it manually, don't do that. Because a lot of people, uh, it'll wipe out, like, their entire My Documents folder, and it's just gone. Thankfully, I don't put anything in that folder I don't either. Stupid. Yeah. But it's it's wiping out those kind of, like, my whatever's my documents, my photos, my music, my whatever. Um, and, you know, granted, like, you shouldn't keep stuff there anyway. Like, get a, get a removable drive, get a whatever drive, and if you don't do that. At least get something like Backblaze that backs up your stuff. Mm-hmm. But some people, like there's a dude who's like, I've been keeping stuff in my, my documents folder for 23 years. and Or 13 years. I don't know. 23 long, years. 220 gigs. A long amount of time. Yeah. And it was, and he lost it. It's just gone. And I mean, shame on him for not backing up. Um, I mean, but and, still. And who has the same hard drive for 23 years? I don't know, but I take stuff from one hard drive to another hard drive. Yeah, but you don't. What? Why, why, uh, yeah. I just, I mean, I've got a Dropbox yeah. and I've got everything backed up to my Dropbox. I mean, that's the thing is there's so many easy ways to back up your stuff these days, but like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It sucks that Microsoft totally wiped out all your stuff, but you're kind of a dumbass for not backing it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Especially 23 years worth of stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I have no sympathy for that. Yeah. dude. But either way, be careful with that windows update. And you know, when the windows update comes on and they're like, Hey, before you do this, you should really back up all your stuff. Make sure all your stuff's backed up <laughs> first. Say that just yeah. for fun. Right. <laughs> I, I honestly, like I'm not, I don't, obviously I don't make any money from these people, but backblaze. It's five bucks a month, and it will back up every single thing on your computer except for your Windows partition. Oh, wow. So it, it's unlimited space. It's unlimited anything. The only thing that's a little bit of a pain is if you actually have to recover a ton of stuff, it does take a long time. Right. But it's you set it and forget it. It's amazing. I mean, I'm a guy who works. I've got – I have for the last – 15 plus years done freelance work for other radio stations and I've got production literally on my hard drive down here dating back to 2002 but I've got that backup I've got a Dropbox backup and I've got a separate hard drive here backup and I've got a separate hard drive at home backup like it's backed up in four different places And yeah. I've never And that's a thing to think about too. Like backing up, like I, this isn't the backup show, but having a back it up. make sure you have a backup of your royalties. stuff in a place that isn't your computer. Yeah. Because your house lights on fire, like both your hard drives are gone. So, <laughs> you know, think about cloud backups. Cloud space like I said, it's five bucks a month. It's sixty dollars a year. Um Google Space is super cheap. Apple Space is super Google cheap. Google Space is an even better deal right now than yeah. Dropbox. Like I wanna say it's half the price of Dropbox one terabyte plan yeah. and you get two terabytes plus. 
Plus, you get, and I'm, it's like I'm trying to get money from them. Uh, you get uh, support, like yeah. tech support from them. Like you can chat with them, call them, they will talk to you, yeah. and, and stuff like that for less than what just, Dropbox is charging. Back up Throw your stuff. Like that's that's the moral of the story. Back up your stuff. Mm-hmm. But then Google will know even more about you. Don't be dumb, Dylan. <laughs> What'd you say? I like to live dangerously. Dylan, who like on my desk has like two hard drives and a Drobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is a dro- Drobo? Oh, Drobo's like are cool. It's like a super redundant backup yeah. where it has like five, four terabyte drives in it and then Oh, I've redundant. seen that thing. Yeah. So there's like three copies so I think it's or like, so yeah, it's, it's, of everything on there. Yeah. It's on the five it's a raid array. Whatever, it's very so. cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, but they're really expensive, so don't get one of those. <laughs> Unless you have to or back you, up a bunch do. of photos or media. Like they're yeah. amazing for photo right. and video backups. It's almost full though. Yeah. Um on the other end <laughs> of the Microsoft uh, spectrum of news, it looks like they're possibly acquiring another developer, or have they already? No. They're in talks to? Yeah, and, and like the quote that I like is that it's it's about 90% done with one source saying it's a matter of when, not if. Now, this is a huge deal. They're, they're, I guess we should like push this out. They're talking about Obsidian, mm-hmm. and Obsidian is a big developer. Um, their most recent games are the Pillars, Pillars <clears throat> of Eternity games, which unless you're a PC player, you probably don't know a ton about. But these are the guys that did South Park, The Stick of Truth. They did um, the Second Knights of the Old Republic. Public, they did Fallout New Vegas, which is, if you listen to a lot of people, arguably the best Fallout. Um, these guys have been making games forever. So how, if they made, like, so they didn't make the first KOTOR, but they made the second. Correct, they didn't yeah. make any of the other Fallout games, they just made New Vegas. Yeah, yeah they kind of seem to make that That's actually kind of their That's thing. Weird. Yeah. Um, they didn't make the second. They did not make the second South Park. But I thought Ubisoft made the first one. They did. Ubisoft was the was publisher. the publisher. Oh, these guys oh, okay. are the developers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so they've made a lot of really cool games um and interestingly enough they actually this is uh, pillars of eternity was a kickstarted game and most of the reason that pillars of eternity even exists and was kickstarted is because microsoft was actually going to be the publisher for another one of those games and backed out it was called Stormfront, Stormland, storm land storm something and so like they pulled out and all of a sudden they were like oh man we got to get another game going we're gonna have to start firing people oh, snap. um so for for microsoft to buy these guys is really cool and it, it I talked about it in QTE yesterday, and it makes a ton of sense because Microsoft needs developers. They need great developers. They need AAA indie developers. Um, and AAA indie developers, like that's a scary, scary place to be these days because you have one game that doesn't hit, and all of a sudden everyone's out of business. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a it's a great relationship, I think, for both of them to make some cool games, um, potentially with some cool IP. And uh, to be able to do it with Microsoft's money. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like, this is a very notable developer uh, for them to pick up. Of course, they also picked up Playground Games, Undead Labs, Ninja Theory, and a whole bunch of other ones earlier this year, too. Yep. So they're... And we've got more new stuff that we're going to talk about that I think is probably the reason why they're picking things up like this. Yeah. So uh, Um, I would like to just add one quick quote real fast because I love this more than anything. Um, So when when people reached out, when Kutako reached out to comment uh, for blah, 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 when Kutako reached out to Obsidian for comment, um, their reply was, unfortunately, we don't comment on rumors or speculation other than to say that the rumors album by Fleetwood Mac still holds up. That's their official statement. That's. Awesome. I liked it. Nicely done. All right. Guacamelee is out on the Nintendo Switch finally. Yeah. So this is the first that's one. Cool. And that's fine because God, everything that belongs so on the Switch. <laughs> I will parrot exactly what they say on GameScoop and everything they say over at IGN. Like, the dude is right. Everything, port everything to Switch. Bring yep. Switch. Everything's perfect on the Switch. Yeah. Kotaku, or I'm sorry, um, 
Guacamelee is so good. It is mm-hmm. such a great game. And the second one's coming out, what, December 14th, I want to say? For the Switch. For the Switch. It's already out. Yeah, it's out for everything else. Yeah. But I think it's coming out for the Switch December 14th. I think that's yeah. what I read. And the new one is everything that the first one was and Game better. Ball. But get both of them because you can play the first one and have a ton of fun and find out all about the Lucha dude and his sidekick. And <laughs> then you'll play the new one and go like, oh my gosh. Because the second one picks up right where the first yeah. one leaves off. It's I'm really good. I'm excited to revisit it. And I'm glad I waited because I do want it on the Switch. Or those drives to Portland, yeah, for example. Yeah. Like, exactly. Anytime you have that trip, it, it's, they're the perfect games to play. It's yeah. not always what I'm going to play when I'm at home, but whenever I have a little road trip, yeah. I, have, I know I have something to look forward to. Me and my to, kid so. are playing through it co-op, and it's really good. It's a lot of fun. I like it. Sorry. Next. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm looking at things. Here we go. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. Okay. Going to mark that? Because this month, this week I'm editing. Um, okay, uh, next is... Okay, take two. <laughs> and back over to Microsoft. Um, they have announced a global streaming service called Project X Cloud. At least that's what they're calling it. Slightly right more imaginative than Project Stream. Right, unless you much. look at unless somebody looks at this and goes, Project Cloud. <laughs> no, yeah. no one says I'm, that. Cloud. I like it better than Project Stream because that's just what it Project like. Project Stream makes me think bathroom. of like urinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, that would be great though if they kept with Project Stream and like with every, um, you know, press kit or whatever they send out. There's a little urinal cake in there. It'd be great. <laughs> so what I would recommend with this is uh, marketing, man. It's great. It's smart. Go That's out and the watch. Worst idea. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Memorable. Carry go on. look this up and go watch the video that Microsoft released because they released like a three or four minute video um, that kind of shows it's you know Phil Spencer talking and a bunch of other Microsoft folk talking, but they actually show the server that they're releasing for these. And it, it's, uh, I guess if you're not familiar with what servers look like, you know, if, just imagine any TV show ever that, you know, probably was a spy thriller that they ran through a, a server room. Each one of those little things is a, is a server and they're about maybe an inch and a half tall and they've managed to squish multiple Xboxes inside of one of those. And they didn't really say how many, but it, you know, it looked like six, seven, eight. And they'll just drop that into a server room, probably in the same place that they host all their Azure stuff. And people will be able to connect directly to those Xboxes and stream Xbox games over the Internet. And I think, to me, the interesting part of this is that whereas Project Stream was saying, hey, play our games on your PC. Play these, you know, it was PC, 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 PC. Microsoft is like, hey, Play this on your phone that you've synced an Xbox controller with. Play this on your tablet that you've synced an Xbox controller on. Their, the entire thing is and they were showing. That's what I'm mobile, excited about. Yeah, you know, it was an Xbox controller with some little clippity thing that held your phone. So you had like a little screen above your Xbox. And that's their idea is that they want you to be able to play Xbox games anywhere. So that's your PC. That's your phone. That's your tablet. You know, they're inventing new overlays so that you'll be able to control all sorts of Xbox games with a very minimalistic overlay that'll work really well on tablets, work really well on phones. So they're not only saying, hey, we want to kind of let you play these things anywhere, but we also want to take on the mobile space. And so you play your Xbox games on your mobile. And I mean, we talked last week. Was Project Stream mm-hmm. last week? Project Stream was last week, yeah. The f- this is most likely the future like the person that owns this space is going to own video gaming like this is probably the only people that could take on steam as a platform so do i think that it's going to be this year no is it going to be next year no probably not but it's going to go into beta next year and you're going to start being able to play with it but my guess is that it'll this is 20 
This is 21, 2022. Next gen, next gen, next gen. Well, and that's actually, I don't actually have that in here. Um, I talked about it on QTE yesterday, is that PlayStation is announced kind of formally that, hey, the new PlayStation's in development. But they're talking like 2021, 2022 for the PlayStation 5. And so... This could be, I mean, Project Scarlet is what we've referred to this in the past, or Project Scarlet's the Xbox hardware that will run this as a console, I guess. Right. Um, that could be 2021, 2022. So you use this rollout, you know, for a year or two or three to kind of beta test things. Let well, because people... like right now with the consoles, like with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, like... They've got a while. They've... They're... They're basically new consoles. Yes, it's an iterative, you know, yeah. generation of consoles for sure. But there's not a whole lot more right now, even though things are changing, even though things are going and getting better. They're not getting exponentially better and leaps and bounds better with each new one. How much better do you need than HDR 4K? Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah, like, like it'd be great to have HDR 4K locked 60, but for the most part, console gamers don't care that much. Right. Yeah. At some um, point, it becomes like you're you have too much resource to work with and it becomes like, why don't you just refine what you have? Cause you don't need it to look any better than yeah. that. I, we, I was actually talking about this. Um, Vinny actually has a question. Actually, I'm going to let Vinny has a question about this later. So I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it now. I think it's really cool. I'm super excited to be able to try this. Um, they don't have any links for the like sign up for the beta yet, but we'll definitely let you guys know when they do, because I think this is going to be a game changer for people that have the right kind of internet. Totally. All right, so there is that. Up next, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has that microtransaction that everybody was worried about it having. So, and I don't know what it is because I haven't played any of the new Assassin's Creed yet. So I have not either. And I don't microtransact anything so, unless it's Candy Crush and I need that extra three moves. This is one of those microtransactions. <laughs> That's exactly that what this is. Yes, okay. is that I'm on one hand like I want this to exist, but I don't want to pay $10 for it. And, and what it is essentially is you can pay $10. I mean, I guess above and beyond that, Assassin's Creed has a ton of different microtransactions. You can buy all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of, you know, whatever. But most of that stuff you can get in-game too. So mm. it's mostly cosmetic, whatever. Um, but they have a $10 microtransaction that essentially gives you a 50% XP boost. So instead of, if you're playing, you know, vanilla for every whatever, for, you know, let's say you got 100 XP. If you pay that $10, you'll get 150 XP. Right. Um, and what people are saying is, is that the game feels way better if you pay the $10. Um, especially once you get past, like, level... 14, 15, 16. Um, that at or the that XP, point, you need more. It takes longer to get to that next and level. And it feels super, super, super grindy at 15, 16, way up into other things. And and so you end up doing a lot of really grindy fetch quests. Go kill 50 of these. Go collect 30 different vases. Go. But with the XP boost, the game feels like the progression is way better. Um, and this is exactly the same feeling that I have playing Odyssey, or I'm sorry, uh, Origins right now, where I leveled up really quickly through the first 12, 13, 14 levels, and I was able to kill a bad guy, you know, main quest line, and pretty much go straight to the next main quest line guy and kill him. And, you know, you might dabble around with the little side quests that, you know, you'd see off your travels, but it wasn't like I was going to a map and going, okay, where's the next, you know, side quest? Where's the next side quest? I've got to XP up in order to get to the next thing. And but now I'm like level 16, 17, and the next main quest line I have is level 19, level 20. And so I'm going to have to grind side quests 
for like two or three levels to get to the next level. And apparently that's the exact same thing this is doing, but a little bit worse. And so like right now in, in Origins, if they said to me like, hey, you can pay 10 bucks and we'll retroactively XP boost you up to where you are now, I would pay that 10 bucks in a second. But I don't want to have to. I want right. this to be a setting. I want it to be a... You know, you're playing on it easy, so you get 50% more XP. Right. You know, or, or a normal game, that would just be the difficulty setting. Well, I think like, the thing is, it's not really a difficulty setting exactly. It's that, what do you want to do? Do you want to see everything and play all the side quests, or do you just want the storyline? Right. And so to me, like, I want a mode that's like easy plus XP boost. I don't want to die a lot, and I don't want to have to do a bunch of stupid side quests. And apparently, that's what this game is: is you've got to pay ten bucks to not have to play every single side quest in the game in order to have enough XP to kill the main quest line characters. So, do you see this along the same lines as what happened with the Star Wars Battlefront Two? shenanigans and microtransaction when that came out so the problem with this one from what i've and like this is like conspiracy video game stuff i think is that first of all you don't notice it until you get to like level 15 16 so a lot of people will never hit it because people buy video games and they you know they play them and like this is super fun and then something new and shiny comes out maybe red dead redemption 2 (laughs) and you never notice it and so hey it's great it sold a ton of copies and I've also heard that a lot of reviewers got a copy that had the DLC automatically turned on. And so reviewers oh, aren't hitting that grind point because it was automatically turned on. I was listening to Waypoint, and apparently one of the copies they got had it enabled, and one of the copies they got didn't based on what system they played it on. Oh, interesting. No. And so reviewers may not actually be reviewing the base copy of the game. Um, and like I said, that's like... Don't quote me on that. Like, don't don't right, throw right. that out into the I wild don't have to and say like you Cliff it. told me. Um, <laughs> it's just what I've kind of heard. So, is it going to backfire on them? Maybe. Is it going to be something that you know doesn't hit? And I mean, and granted, like that story is everywhere on gaming websites and so on and so forth. But neither of you guys had heard about it. And, no. You know, yeah. you go, both I, are pretty I heard dialed. About it from my buddy. Yeah. My buddy told me about it. Is he playing it? Uh, no, but he's like that's his game that he gets. Like he plays. NBA 2K19, and then he plays Assassin's Creed. Like, every year, he just picks up those new games, and he plays those for the year. Like, that, those are what he does. What would so, it be like to like, be that gamer? I would like, love to be that gamer. It'd be, like, it'd be he so has much like money. like, two or three games a year that he plays. It's so, so weird. Wow. Yeah. Um, but... I like your friend. Yeah, and so I don't I don't think it's something that a lot of people know about. So, I yeah, guess we'll that's see. Not cool. Yeah. Um, I haven't played Assassin's Creed in a long time, and it sounds like they've kind of changed how they work a little bit. But, so, like... The quests are like you have to be a certain level to even do that quest. No, is that you'll what just get is? killed. Yeah, you don't have to be like you can see, and then especially with uh, Origins, like they really went way more RPG with that one. Um, yeah. And you can see it's almost like you know how an Octopath Traveler. Oh wait, have you played that? Barely. Okay, so like when you go from one chapter to the next, like it'll say chapter two, recommended level twenty three. Right. Yeah. So when you see these different things on the map pop up, or you want to go here, if they're too strong for you, they're the characters little I bubble. Think are red or it's something. It's red with yeah. their current with their level. It's either their level or the recommended level you yeah. be. It's right. really hard to kill anyone who is more than a level above you. It's very hard. Yeah, that's not how I remember the original Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, it's not. I haven't played any of them since one, I so I can't I, really I don't say. Think I even want to play that. Game it's a very. I don't. I don't like that. It's a very role playing game esque yeah. way of, to of me, doing Assassin's things. Isn't an RPG like yeah. that's not what. Well, I'm if playing. you're if you're thinking RPG and still have Assassin's Creed one two three or whatever in your mind, then no, it doesn't make sense yeah. in your head. But if you were to pick up Origins, sit down and spend a couple of hours with it, you go like, 
okay, this is not the yeah. same Assassin's Creed game I cut my teeth on right. 10 years ago. It's like, not. To me, when I was playing Assassin's Creed, it was like, I'm going to sneak up this guy and stab him in the back, right. and now I'm in this fight, I'm going to free-flow combat around like I'm playing right. Batman and like... And, and I mean, it's still all, that game. There's but, elements of that. But if you try, if you're but level not, 17... If you're not level, like, that's, and that's the thing, is if you're level yeah. 17 and you try and stab a level 19 in the back, you're going to do a lot of damage to him, but you may not kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. I would check. I, I've got it on yeah. Xbox. I'll let you borrow it. And, and second of all, it's just... Freaking gorgeous! It's really pretty, no, like, and it's I've a lot been of fun. Interested in playing it, but I don't know if I want to play it. If it's yeah, I tell you, that's it's my biggest so. complaint. That's why I kind of fell off of it. Is yeah. I got to like level fifteen, sixteen, and I'm like, the the problem is, is the side quests aren't great. Like some of them are fun, but a lot of them are, a lot of them are. I need this thing, it's in this garrison. Or I need this thing, it's in this bandit camp. And then you have to go to the bandit camp and kind of puzzle out how to get that thing. And that, mm-hmm. that may be going in guns blaze or swords blazing, I don't yeah, know, sure. and kill everyone. Or it may be sneak around this thing. And the first time you do it, it's really cool to get that like, hey, I snuck past everyone and killed everyone and took the thing. And then the second time you do it, you're like, haha, I'm really good at this now. And then the third time you do it, you're like, I've already done this twice. See, and I guess my the difference for me is like the variety and how some of those camps are set up and the types of enemies that are in there and the way to go about doing it. There's yeah. so many ways of doing it. Like, I have not gotten, I never got bored playing that game. Oh, I, I only stopped playing it because like, I, something happened. I'm I like, got I bored. Well, I play that. It's, it's, I'm not bored with it at all. Yeah. And also, like Zelda, you can climb anything. Yeah. I Most reasonably. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and I like the climbing a lot. Yeah, in the that climbing game. is awesome. Um, I actually think it's really fun to, if they call the alarm on you, to just like nope. tear oh, out of there, pop up the a bunch of things, and yeah. yeah, It's not bad. I just like yeah. I like I tell you, if I could if I could buy a 50 percent boost right now for ten dollars, I would do it. Okay, it's fair. But I hate right. that it exists. Right. It's it's a very catch-22 thing. Seriously. All right. Well, let's wrap up the news with uh, you can now support your favorite Fortnite creator. So what is happening is this. So the way it works is... <laughs> and go. <laughs> go. Um, and back if to you. you are a Fortnite creator, and that means that you are a Fortnite streamer, or you make Fortnite-related art, or you make Fortnite videos, or you, you are just adjacent to Fortnite and you create content and you've been doing that for more than 30 days and you have a social following of more than a thousand social followers, you can register with Epic as a creator and starting, I believe next week, anytime someone spends V bucks, they can enter the tag of their creator and part of that money will go to them. So for every $10,000 or 10,000 V bucks, a creator has kind of Attributed to their tag, they'll get five dollars, and so that breaks down to effectively every hundred dollars that people spend towards bucks. a creator, that creator will earn five dollars. So it's, it's roughly five percent. It doesn't quite work out that way because V box, you buy them, you, you get bonus V box right. and whatever. But uh, it's the more just, you buy, the better deal you get. So. Yeah, it's a cool way for Epic to kind of give back to these people that are making content that promotes their game but aren't directly you know, impacting the game as a, you know, as a player or whatever. And so, you know, they're like, no one's going to get rich off this. Like literally Epic has said that, like nobody's going to get rich off of, you know, 5% V bucks unless you're a ninja or you're, you know, one of those people, but it might be a good way for smaller streamers to be able to make a little bit extra money or someone who, you know, like does a ton Somebody of who really wants that one skin or that one emote well, and there, here you go. Now you can go. Yeah, and you can like you know, and that's the thing is, is maybe you're a Fortnite cosplayer. Like you don't have a way to directly make money being a Fortnite 
Fortnite cosplayer. Right, and you're but still promoting the, yeah, but you know, you're putting a lot of time and effort and money into being a Fortnite cosplayer. Um, or you know, you aren't a streamer, but you make cool Fortnite videos. And yeah, you can monetize those via YouTube, but that's hard. And you have to have a certain number of users, whatever. This is just a good way to you know maybe make a couple of extra bucks. And you know, as people who make a couple of extra bucks a month doing this. It's awesome. Like to be able to just like go out and buy some stickers because stickers are cool and you want to send them to people. To be able to, you know, think about some of the bigger things that we're going to be able to do to donate a bunch of money to Extra Life. It's a cool thing to be able to make a little bit of extra money every month doing that thing you love. So it gives them the opportunity to do that. Cool. Well, there's that. Go spend your V Bucks. Um, all right. That's that for the news. We've got uh, a whole lots, bunch of questions. Lots of questions. Uh, yeah. Captain Insano, I'm Eddie. That's a new one. Uh, no, that's that's just uh, is that another Edster Turbo that dude Super Hyper Mighty Weapon Man yeah <laughs> the Changeling <laughs> Eddie Changeling the uh, Animorph hey. Jack Irish Jill Coleslaw I am at another I am Eddie yeah yeah two questions well look at that there was so many questions this week that were just popping in there so I tried to like find them all gotcha it's like Pokemon yeah I gotta catch them all uh, Josh and of course we start them always off with hey, yo Vinny. <clears throat> How you doing? How you doing? Whoa. How you doing? How you got doing? Weird. That's a little, that was a little more Joey Trivia. How you doing? 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 Doing, doing, doing. Vinny, doing? Vinny wants to know, with the introduction of Project Stream and now Project Cloud, um, how excited are you for this technology to be introduced into gaming? Do you think it'll take over the current gaming market? And if so, how long will this be until it's the only form of gaming? Are you worried about any issues it may introduce? Blah, 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 latency, da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> I love when when Adam gets in like uh, get through this get mode. through this mode yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean we talked about it before we talked about it a little bit during this episode yeah this is the future of I I 100 agree with you Cliff this is a the future of gaming this yeah. is where it's going to go there's I, always going to be a place for consoles but the majority of gaming is going to happen on these devices and services in probably the next 10 years. It's it's so far out, and by so far out, I mean like it's three or four years away um, that it's almost impossible to, to guess what's going to happen. But right now, Sony's kind of saying, nah, we don't think that streaming is really the right place for us. You know, we're going to watch it. Um, but the problem that Sony has, so Google and Microsoft have a huge, huge, huge advantage in the streaming space because they already have huge, huge, huge data centers. Right. They both have their own cloud. Uh, Microsoft has Azure and Google has, I think it's just called the Google Cloud. And so they Very have clever. they have data centers. Yeah, <laughs> the Project Stream, mm-hmm. Google Cloud. Um, they have data centers all over the world. Um, Microsoft is saying they can serve 140 countries from their existing data centers for Project Wait, Mar- Microsoft or Google? Google Microsoft. Does. Okay. Both of them do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Microsoft is saying they can, with Project X Cloud, they can serve 140 countries from like 50 or 60 existing. Um, wow. But they also have relationships. You know, we were talking, so I was talking with Hans this morning about this man socks in our chat. Um, and he is actually a network engineer, so he knows a lot of stuff about this. And he's like, you know, uh, a lot of camp- college campuses actually have server farms on campus that like, um, Netflix will push movies to so that when you watch a movie on a campus, you're not going all the way out to the internet. You're getting it from those local caches. And so, you know, they, to some degree, they already have relations with those too. So, I mean, there's no reason that Microsoft couldn't partner with colleges and put a bunch of these Xbox servers into racks there. Especially where, yeah, you have a concentration of, of kids, students yeah. that are all playing 
playing games. Yeah, whatever. and I mean, and you've got a built-in, you've got built-in like engineering support for when yep. something goes wrong. Hey, you're learning. Come exactly. fix this. We'll give you a job when you graduate. You know, and so <laughs> and so like what he said too is that you know there are a lot of potential problems with this too. You deal with latency, you deal with tech support, you deal with people that have crappy internet that don't realize they have crappy internet. You realize, right. you know, that sometimes having, you know, I have 250 megabit internet at my house, but that doesn't mean that my ping's great all the time. And ping is really, really important when you're talking about, um, you know, video gaming and latency and that kind of thing. Um, 5G internet is coming soon for phones. Um, it's Verizon inc- started rolling that out to homes too. It's in, in, into homes and it's incredibly fast and incredibly low latency. So maybe that's what it is. And this, I mean, Microsoft has already said they will support 5G when it comes out. So it's, it's, we're at the infancy of streaming right now, but I a hundred percent think that this is going to be the way that we play video games in 2025. You know, is there going to be a lot of hiccups between now and then guaranteed? Is it going to work for everyone in 2025? Heck no. Right. Change takes time. So yeah. it's still going to be, there's still going to be a console yep. that exists beside it. I'm sure. I, I and that could be agree. the Xbox one x for a it's while the, it's the like, xbox one y yeah or yeah. whatever that is yeah. will exist I, side by side for some amount of time i'm sure i think that xbox releases two consoles next generation they release whatever scarlet is and that's their streaming box and then they release the xbox one y and i think playstation 5 is going to exist and i would not be shocked at all if they also unveil something um right. the, the, actually the <clears throat> rumor right now is that their next one's going to be a handheld sony? so yeah oh interesting um, came out yesterday so maybe sony's take on this is we put out the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Portable. You know, maybe that's their play. Um, but I think it'll be really interesting to see how companies that aren't in the gaming space right now come into this gaming space, too, with GeForce and uh, NVIDIA mm-hmm. having a streaming thing, with Google having a streaming thing. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Amazon have a streaming thing, because they also have a ton of data centers. Yeah. If, uh, if PlayStation decided to do a... <laughs> I already know this is going to be a serious statement. Go ahead. If PlayStation decides to do like a, a streaming yeah. device, do you think it should be called the PSPP? <laughs> they call it the P-Stream? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's why we're not... Yeah, okay. That's why that's we don't do like... To, that's immediately what came to my head, though, like the PSPP. <sighs> yeah, we don't... This is why we don't do a podcast centered around, like, you know, mental health. No. Or anything like... Because no. we would be the worst the people ever. Worst. I can't, I can't, like, be serious about anything. Yeah. It's, All right. Well, thank a joke. You, thank you for the question, Vinny. We really appreciate it. Yes, oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Josh wants to know, what is... Uh, what would be your idea for good online content for Red Dead 2? I think they capitalized on Back to the Future, their Western one. That's not a great question, but... I can't like so. What he's saying is, is he thinks that a good like so. I would love to see Back to the Future three DLC for Red oh, Dead okay. Redemption, right. and that'd it, be cool. It does not matter what else I think about. I can only think of a Back to the Future three <laughs> expansion for Red Dead Redemption. That'd now. be real cool. I just yeah. can't even imagine how many different ways that would be awesome. Right. So I think that stuff would be really cool, especially knowing how well like when they. D- the last Red Dead Redemption, the first one, yep. when they did the zombie expansion, which was really great. And it was awesome because they, it shook up the game enough. It wasn't just playing the same, more of the same game. Yep. It was like they introduced this new world to it, and it was it was fun. So. Yeah. I think you could make, you know, on that in that same vein, I think you could do some amazing things with just tying movies into Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. I would love to see... All of the cool Clint Eastwood movies made into, oh, totally. you know, or um, 
I'm drawing a blank on every single Western I've ever seen now, but I'm sure Tombstone. Tombstone. That would be fun. Yeah, John Wayne probably made a bunch of movies that would be fun. You know, I think True Grit. That was a little bit much, but still. I think you could do some really cool stuff with Western tie-ins into Red Red, Redem- Red Dead Redemption too. God, that name is. Oh, they awful. could tie in that really great movie called Eight Seconds. Eight seconds. It was with what's his butt. Oh, that was from, really good. The Australian dude. No, it was with the dude from. Uh, 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 what's the movie I'm thinking of? The dude from 90210, Luke Perry. I've not seen that movie. Was, yeah. Played what's the Western movie? What the dude who's fighting around the world in South Park? Um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. What was the Western he was in? Three Ten to Yuma. Three Ten to Yuma. That was a oh good yeah, movie. I heard that was yeah. a remake. Yeah. Yep. Is it really? Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think like True Grit. I think the mm-hmm. movies, I knew that was a remake. Most Western. The only movie John Wayne was nominated for an Academy Award for. Really? Yep. Interesting. And I th- did he win? I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know. I think Western Wrong movies into video games are the way to do I think this. there'd be a lot of fun stuff you could do with that. But specifically Back to the Future. Yeah, now that Back yeah. to the Future's there, I can't honestly think of anything else. I'm like, what else would you he do? He put this question in two weeks ago, and I, we just had, didn't have space for it. Ooh. I've been thinking about it for two weeks, and that's all I can think about. What about if you made a DLC level of, like, the the desert levels of Super Mario 64? <laughs> That'd be amazing. And, like, there's just spiky cactuses bouncing around, and, like, your dude is walking around on his horse. Like, what is that like, thing over there? this is weird. Why is that cactus moving? I that's love a good it. question. Thank you, Josh. Um, Jacob Frank, who are you? Who's he? <laughs> He's one of our new new. friends. He's very nice. I played Forza with him the other day. We had a great time. I watched him stream some WWE 2K19. Yeah, he's been in our Discord a bunch. I think I saw him post something about that. Yeah. 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 He's been in our Discord a bunch. He's a super nice guy. Cool. So we like like Jacob. Um, Jacob wants to know, I love love people with two first names. Jacob Frank. Love it. John Jenkins, Jacob Heimer Schmitz. Um, My friend, I I worked with a guy named Michael Bryan. Yeah. And that was his legit real name. So I love people with like two first names. I like people with a first name and a direction. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Hello. Um, Jacob wants to know, what tabletop games do you play if you do? And what video game would you want to see as a tabletop game? So that's that the really- time where we just look at, at Dylan. <gasps> yes, I do play a lot of tabletop games or used to. Are no. card games in the same realm as tabletop games? Or is this more specifically like D&D I think, I think and type stuff? Anything you play on a table. So I okay. would put cards and D&D into that. What's the side night and happiness game? That's a lot like um, I really want that game, and I do humanity. not have it, but it looks really cool. Um, there's Joking Hazard. That's the one. Um, I love Joking Hazard. Yeah. yeah, I like side night or not side night and happiness. I like uh, what was the one you just said? Oh, Cards Against Humanity. I like Cards Against yeah. Humanity a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I really like Exploding Kittens. Exploding Kittens is fun. Yeah, that's the one made by the. I got that one. Yeah, it was confusing. It is confusing. Yeah, but. Anyway. anyway, yeah, I don't know. There was like ten of us trying to play three different games on tabletop at once. It was just real, real uh, weird. I, I think Exploding Kittens is. Like the- oh, that would be the lovely Tasia Valenza. Hold, please. And we're back after that quick little break to talk to a lady on the phone. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you were saying about Exploding Kittens. I, I don't think that it's complicated. I think that you need to play like two or three rounds to really get not only how it works rules wise, but like the strategy of it to really understand. Mm-hmm the right way to play it. Like I've played two or three rounds of it now and it makes a ton more sense than the first time I played it. Gotcha. So tell us about all the tabletop games you play since you play uh, more than way more, any more than I have. Um, I've played checkers. I like just about any tabletop game really. Um, I like playing magic. I like the Pokemon trading card game. Um, I've played D&D just a little bit. We're going to try to start a game yeah. fairly soon so I can actually get better at the mechanics of it. Um, it was been a long time since I tried that. Like I was real little. Yeah. Um, Warhammer, other miniature games, um, mostly Games Workshop games. Um, 
the Star Wars X-Wing miniature game. That one's pretty fun. Oh, you fly around awesome. space with your little miniature ships and shoot each other. Uh, that's pretty fun. Um, what game would you like to see made into it? Like, I don't have any knowledge of what would make a good tabletop game from a from a video game. So, yeah, I think that's kind of challenging. Some games, I mean, do translate really well. Like, I don't know. Are you looking for the game that is perfectly recreated? Like, you just play the board game on a tabletop, or, or are like you looking a at something that is like inspired by and I think either makes so, sense. Like, yeah. those are different things. Like, mm-hmm. like I really enjoyed the Blood Bowl video game because it's literally playing Blood Bowl, yeah. right, on a computer, um, which takes away like. The thinking because it, yeah. it, it can show you like if you can move ten, nine spaces, it shows you every one of the nine spaces that you can move to in any direction. So it's like you don't have to do the counting. So it kind of speeds up the gameplay. So that's nice. Except mm-hmm. it does take away the tangibility and the enjoyment of playing with like yeah. physical pieces, which I think is kind of why board games are fun. Yeah. I think this, that question is actually the opposite. What video game would you like to be seen made oh, into, into a board, board game? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool to see like an Assassin's Creed style game or something like that, where you make where you take an Assassin's Creed game and kind of create like a card game, kind of like Mad magic or something like that where you've got these different abilities and things i think that'd be kind of cool yeah um i'm more of like i'm just thinking thematically because i don't know if i'm not really good at creating games so i would be like they made a fallout game recently i've heard it's it's pretty fun that'd be fun i mean that's the thing is like anything could be made like we should make hans talk about this he's a big board gamer yeah see another reason why he should live here. he should move to seattle or we should move to indiana yeah, I don't, I don't really I'm voting for the former. Yes, yeah, something tells me there's more opportunity in Seattle than yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Indiana, I mean, unless you like corn. No, I, I might get lucky. I guess yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Cost of living's probably way less way than Indiana. Than yeah. Yeah. Right. I might get a mansion for the same yeah. price as a condo here. So, yeah. um, uh, any other games we can think of off the top of our head nah. that we'd like to see made into a tabletop game? I'm just not smart enough to know the answers. I think like. I think it'd be fun to like do like a platform. Like there's like there's been the I think it's called like Dungeon Boss or something. It's like oh, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. playing like a side scrolling um boss monster. Yeah, it's boss monster. That's yeah. what it is. And it's kind of like playing Mario but as a like a is it kind of like a card game? I it's, it's, I played so it it's once. a card it's a card it game cool. and you've got so you set it up to you have to get through your your player has to get through a dungeon. Right. And in that dungeon I think there's three or four different cards you can build up different rooms. Yes, that's right. And each room has somebody in there that you have to fight or something that has you have right. to go up against and if you win so you progress and whatever and then you go up against the boss monster. Yeah, and the art's like in that 8 16 bit style. Yeah, so it's, it's really, like playing a side scroller dungeon crawler yeah. game. That's, um, that's cool. pretty neat. So I mean, really, they've kind of done a lot of those games. They've done the stuff Dylan wants to do. It's not a standout game other than, I mean, like, Mansions of Madness is a really cool game where it's like, it's like in the Cthulhu universe, the <clears> H.P. <throat> Lovecraft universe where you explore Haunted Mansion, like, more games like that. I yeah. don't... It's something I would love to get more into, and I just yeah. don't. Games are expensive, and I don't have a lot of people that would play them with me or a lot of time to play them maybe more yeah. i could probably find people to play them with me but i don't know if i have the time to do it so you really have to have like dedicate a night to, yeah yeah to playing games for a couple hours so cool cool um king of tokyo and king of new york um it's essentially like if rampage was a board game but i'd like to see oh, that, that be so cool become a, a video, video game. game because it's, yeah. it's not quite the same like there was a game war of the monsters on like the ps2 xbox era that was like more like big monsters like battle royale and that's kind of more what this is it's like you're taking over you're not so much like destroying a city as you're like destroying a city to be the best monster like the king of new york so i think there's there's an interesting group of characters there that could make a cool like 
monster-sized fighting brawler in a big city. Like, that would be neat. So I'm kind of intrigued. The Fallout board game, you can play single player. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah, apparently. I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, there is your answer, Jacob Frank. Thank you for the question and your tool, t- tool your two first names. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right. Up next, I am Eddie wants to know challenge. Must give answers in third person. So there's your My there's challenge. Um, with Capcom giving us Resident Evil 2 next year, what other Capcom game would you like to see return? Maybe Dino Crisis? Because he says question. Cliff. <laughs> That's third person, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Cliff thinks. Cliff thinks that Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo would be the best Capcom game they could Aww. make. I don't know if it would be the best Dylan says that as well because I've never played it and have to know what the hype is. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, Adam would like to see a new... Um, we sound like trolls. <laughs> well, okay, so Adam would like to see a new Castlevania game, a new Metroidvania-style Castlevania game, without the 8-bit aesthetic, without that old-school aesthetic. I want to see a new Castlevania, Metroidvania game with the fidelity of the new generation. Like, I want to see a Castlevania game, or Adam wants to see a Castlevania game that looks as good as Ori in the Blind Forest does. I want to see something like... I don't want to see something like that. That's a really hard thing to do. Damn it, Eddie. Cliff says Castlevania is a Konami game. (laughs) 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 Anyway. (laughs) Um... Dylan will save the day by uh, picking a different Capcom game, Lost Planet. Um... Oh, that game was good. Yeah. I think there's been three of them. I don't know when the third one came out. Um, so I don't know how. I only want to talk about third person. Now. This uh, game's breaking down. <laughs> this podcast is breaking down. Uh, Lost Planet was a really cool game, and Dylan loved it a lot, and would love another one. Oh, next question, Adam Joe Coleslaw. Wants to know why Dylan or Cliff didn't say, "Hey, by the way, that's a Konami game." And because why? then Cliff wouldn't have been able to say, "Cliff says." <laughs> I am. Su- Adam is such an idiot. Adam's brain uh, farted. Capcom made a lot of good games, too. It's all good. <laughs> Man. Uh, anyway. This just further cements the fact that Adam is not knowledgeable in any way, shape, or form. If it makes you feel better, I had to look it up to be sure, because I was not Man, 100% sure. I hope everybody that was listening to it that... It didn't sound right to me. I didn't. You know, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I want to see... I still want Capcom to make by. a great I, Castlevania I, game. I agree with you completely, though. Thank you. I would like, love to see, like, a high-res Castlevania. Yeah. It's still a side-scroller, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I want yeah, it to yeah, be yeah, like an Orient the Blind Forest, yeah, but like, with Metro, or Castlevania. I'm 100% down. Yeah. 100%. Or Metroid. Come on. I would take either of those games. <laughs> Neither of them were made by Capcom, but I would take either of those games. Did they, have they ever made a Castlevania that's I think Cas- Capcom, a- Capcom made... A, uh, they made a Zelda game. They made a they made a they made a Zelda game for the DS or the Game Boy Advance. Capcom? Yes, and it was uh, there was Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of something. Yeah, it was You're two. Losing me. Yeah, sorry. This is another podcast that I should edit, but I'm probably not going to because I want whatever. Watch. Yeah, there was a. It was almost like there's you a are po- correct. There's like a Pokemon Silver and Pokemon Gold. It's like something like that. Yeah, I, re- I remember that game. And I, I want to say it was, it was multiplayer. Um. Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Four Swords, and the Minish Cap. 
Oh, and Minish Cap is like a highly regarded Zelda game. Yeah. A lot of Capcom people love that one. Capcom is the only third-party video game development company to have designed or to have developed the Legend of Zelda titles. Interesting. Interesting. Ding, ding, ding. Adam West knows uh, stuff, and now I am legitimate once again. hundred percent. Yeah, I there have no go. idea. You win some, you lose some. Um, have they made a Castlevania game that's not? Are all Castlevania games like? I think so, but I'm not sure. So I was just thinking it might be an interesting game. Like Ninja Gaiden started as a size one, and then they made this cool like 3D one that's not like kind of isometric it's, isn't it, it still feels kind of like a, a size because it's very linear in a way but it is three-dimensional so it's like i could see like castlevania being that kind of game too it could be yeah. cool like it's not quite not a, quite a full 3d like free roam game but i like it i like it tangent over yep. yeah okay all right moving on sorry about that thank you um uh, uh, uh eddie that guy. All right. Joe Coleslaw wants to know, with WWE 2K19 released last week, if you could create a wrestler based on any video game character, who would that, who would that be? What is their finisher? And what song would you use for their ring entrance? Take it away, Dylan. <laughs> I thought he was going to point at me. I'm like, uh... Okay, I think anyone can be answered. I, I think Duke Nukem is the natural choice. Because um, he would be a great wrestler anyway. Um, because everyone would hate him. He'd be the best heel ever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just a terrible human that has a charismatic edge so like it least comes off as a you know a snarky mm-hmm. guy um what would be his finisher nukem yeah oh. <laughs> duh that's good um and is, it's, it's just a big power it's got to be a big power move oh, um, totally like a big power bomb or something off the top rope i love it and his his entrance um, to theme, the ring theme um ooh, yeah probably some 80s butt metal yeah <laughs> like like a rat or cherry pie probably by warren cherry pie by warren um, <laughs> cherry probably, pie actually yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably works. what it is um i don't know that's interesting i think there's a good. lot of there could be a lot of video game characters that would probably make good good wrestlers maybe all right so you know how sometimes um People go from from other sports over to wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, like Ronda Rousey went yeah. from UFC over to, mm-hmm. to wrestling. I'm sure it's happened with other people, but I don't Rock watch wrestling. Wrestlers. Whatever. So, I'm going to say Kurt Angle, former Olympic gold medalist. I'm going to say King Hippo from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. He's the oh, big fat God. dude. Is going to go and he's going to become a wrestler. His finishing move is going to be just a giant belly flop, like yeah. and like it's going to just like encompass the person he's flopping onto. And I think his theme song is going to be the Hungry Hungry Hippos theme from like the the cart the commercial. Wow, it's good. Okay, it's good. That would work. Um, I want I for whatever reason I keep wanting to go to what was the Goron guy in Zelda? Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. One of the the old, and not not the young one, but the old like the old guy. Mm-hmm. The my, my hair is on fire and stuff and whatever <laughs> that guy. I don't know that dude. I think he'd be super fun. And his finisher would be the the rolly thing where they could smash things apart. Yeah. And his theme song. Mm, I would go with uh, the song by uh, what's his name. He's looking at me. and Bob Seger, Solid as a Rock. Oh, good. That nice. one. Yeah. Like, a rock. One. Yeah. like a rock. Like a rock. Like a rock. Wouldn't that be great? It's real good. It's good. That's like the worst intro music ever. Uh, totally. Terrible. You got to get pumped. Everybody else would be, well, all the all the people in the audience, oh, I almost went somewhere that I shouldn't have said, all the people in the audience would be like, yeah, it's my song. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. all drive Chevys. <laughs> yeah. Totally. All right. Thank you for that. 
Jack Irish wants to know. Thank you, Joel Kosla. Jack Irish up next wants to know, do you guys think it's fair or unfair to people who bought digital copies of pre-released games to get more in-game content to people uh, that bought a physical that copy? Bought a physical copy. So do you think people who get digital copies and more content... I don't think it's generally speaking um, you get more for buying digital. I know with Red Dead Redemption you do get pre-order bonuses. Right. Um, although I think if you pre-order from Microsoft, like if you pre-order the digital copy, you do get things that you don't get if you buy it physically yeah. elsewhere. Or So I don't know. I think pre-order bonuses are – That's the way I was going to say it is – to simplify this, like I don't like there being exclusive items for because I just think it's silly. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's also it's great marketing. Hey, it, it guarantees right. that you it guarantees you're going to get some kind of bump in your sales. And I, I think right. the problem that I have with it is is it's it's good marketing, but it's also really bogus marketing. Um, like back in the day, like when I worked retail, so we're talking almost twenty years ago, you had to pre-order games because we got a limited supply of physical copies right. of a game. So and if that you makes did not pre-purchase, you were two you, three weeks away from actually were, getting. Yeah, it. you may not get that game day one. Nowadays, that is completely bull. Right. And so the only reason they do pre-order bonuses is so that the companies can get your money before and guarantee that you won't, you know, that you're going to get it day one before the reviews come out before, right. you know, it, to me it's, it's marketing. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that, but it's not good marketing. It's, it's, right. it's tricky marketing. It's, it's trying to, it's trying to make you buy the game whether you really, really want it or not. Right. It's appealing to that sense of FOMO. And, and if they always, if they always gave everybody that pre-ordered it everywhere the same thing, I really wouldn't care that much. But right. like, to me, it's kind of annoying that there's like this Best Buy edition that a you get this cool exclusive, skin, and yeah. I don't, I don't want to get a disc. Yeah. I just want the digital thing. But I think I should get the cool rocket launcher too. Like, yeah. it's just. I just think it's dumb. And I guess that's maybe the thing is, is I guess I would be okay with it too if kind of, I don't know, maybe this doesn't make sense, but to say, hey, so you didn't want to pre-purchase it? Fine, pay us five bucks and you can have all the pre-order bonuses. And And that includes all of them, you know. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like them pushing for people to pre-purchase. Pre-purchases are completely not needed at this point. Um and I, I'm also not a big fan of the, hey, if you buy the special edition, you get it three days early. Um, I, like, I get it. They're trying yeah. to sell games. It's Because mm-hmm. well, like you said before, but, it was like if you didn't pre-purchase it, if you didn't pre-purchase it, you might not get it. Yeah. Now, with the advent of digital delivery and actually having it everywhere, you're never going to not get it. So yeah. they need to do something to keep those sales numbers up. Yeah. They still need to hit those, those targets. Those I targets. get it. I, oh, just, okay. I, don't, I just don't like it. But I'm, you know, they're, ta- they don't, they're not talking to you two. They're talking to me. Yeah. They're like, hey, that Adam West guy, throw a statue in there, charge an extra 75 bucks and tell him he'll get it a week early. He'll be all over it. Yeah. That's I mean, me. I admit, though, man, this year when I, like, I was waiting for Tuesday for Forza to come out and like it came out for everyone else on like if you pre-purchase the special edition you got it on Friday and I was like oh man I could be playing this all weekend right. but you didn't pay a premium but for I it. didn't and I'm not gonna um I just I don't I, I like I said I get what they're doing I just don't like it right that's fair all right thank you uh, for that Jack Irish uh next I am Eddie again uh, so with the news of a switch new switch coming next year what features would you guys like in it so just to clarify I don't think it's going to be a new switch it's an update yeah you know, and that's what like you say. Switch an update. Plus. Yeah. yeah yeah and I want Bluetooth yeah seriously Bluetooth Real like bad. Bluetooth's there already it's just not open for because that's how the connect, that's how the controllers connect yeah it oh, connects sure. through Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's already there it's just not open for other stuff which 
that's what Microsoft did. I want to be able to while. play my dumb does. game from the couch and yeah. listen to it on headphones. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not too much to ask, and I don't want a squid adapter in order to be able to like talk yeah. online. Like there's certain third party uh, headphones. I know that the Sony yeah. headphones you can actually plug that USB. Yeah. Um, RF receiver into the dock and it will yeah. transmit the audio. So you can actually, there's ways to do that. It's just annoying. I want that. I don't want another headset. Like, yeah. I just like, can I just... They're talking about putting a better screen in it too and I guess that's fine. Like, I've never looked at it and gone like, dang, I wish that was a better the screen. screen's but fine, but I don't, I can't imagine they would like do an update and not put a 1080 screen on it. Like, the, I would, oh, yeah. I would, that would just surprise well, like me the if they only, didn't. And we talked about that and the only reason I think that they might um is because if they put a bigger screen on it, they're probably going to have to put a bigger processor in it and a bigger right. battery and more RAM. Like, so I mean, yeah, it runs choice. all those things docked, but it's it's probably not even that. It's probably a bigger battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing I would want most is a bigger battery, just more battery life. Yeah. I'm about to send mine in to have the battery replaced. Yeah, not that I mind. Like, I always keep a charger like, yeah. with me, so it's not like it's a big deal, but like it just seems like two to four hours yeah. it should last longer than yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things that, like, I have a Switch, and they were like, what would you want new in it? I'm like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, it works yeah, perfectly there's, fine. Yeah. There's nothing I, like, really need I think, other than, like, it would be nice to yeah. have, like, and some I th- wireless. I think they're probably moving forward with a hardware update of sorts because of the whole um, security I'm sure the, that that's part of it. I'm sure part of it is just they're remanufacturing it to make it smaller and lighter and easier mm-hmm. and, you know, like technology changes. Whatever. I saw a lot of people were like, more internal storage. And I'm like, eh, I don't like. I would like more internal storage, but really what I would like more than that, like, I think the thing is, all the things I want are software updates. Like, I would like to be able to get photos off of it without having to put an SD card oh, in no, it. Sure, I yeah. would like to be able to um, get my save games off of it, you know, like, yeah. it's to me, there's a lot of little software things yeah. that they could do better. I would like if it, ex- like, I would like if their e-store accepted American Express, you know, the little things. Um, what you going to do, though? Yeah, I guess. And so, but, you know, overall, I, I like I like my Switch. Yeah, yeah. I think overall I'd like fine. the dock to be cheaper. Is that a... <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All right. I do want another dock because I'd love to have one upstairs and downstairs. Yeah, yeah. it's so really nice. I'm going to buy one anyway. Like uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay ninety dollars for another. Dock. They've, they've got third party ones that are yeah. like thirty bucks. Yeah, but I keep hearing. I've heard so many horror stories over the last year and a half, two years. The I think the Nikia ones, Nokia, Nico, it's Nico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the little old phone from the. But I thought that was one of the ones that like caused it to blow up. I'm sure that's happened on everyone somewhere. Like, it's probably one percent of you know whatever. So well, just by luck, I'd be I'm one of those one percent. The real one, <sighs> eighty bucks, man. Cry it's about ridiculous. it when I go to sleep. But okay. yeah. anyway, well, thank you for that. I am Eddie. Uh, Captain Insano wants to know. I don't know if it's been asked before, but he's always been curious. When a developer makes a sequel, do they use existing code to shorten the time or start from scratch? I can't imagine that they wouldn't not recycle some existing code. Most depending big studios have an internal engine. And so most games this day these days are made like one of two ways. Either they use if it's an indie game, odds are really good they're using um the Unity engine. And if it's a not indie game, they might still be using the Unity engine. Um, but they might be using the Unreal Engine that powers Fortnite and PUBG, PUBG. and that kind of stuff. So they license that. But then a lot of uh, big studios have their own <laughs> internal engines, too. So like EA's internal engine is called Frostbite. Frostbite. Um, and that runs, oddly enough, like it's crazy, but that runs Mass Effect and it runs FIFA. <laughs> you oh, know? Wow. So yeah. um, they, they make engines. And so like the plus side of an engine like that is you already have things like physics handled and you have things like 
scoring handled and you know, just all the things that every games need have that. Um, sometimes it's really hard to take an existing engine and pigeonhole it into somewhere else. Like, um, I don't remember which game it is, but they used the Frostbite engine for it. It didn't have any way to keep an inventory system for like a role-playing game, so they had to add that in. So, yes, 100% they often use the same or similar code bases or they're using the same internal engine. You know, like ID has the, you know, the engine that runs Doom and all of their games and uh, like Bethesda has an internal engine that runs a lot of their things and you know so yeah they there are shortcuts to it but i think these days um what takes the time isn't necessarily the engine like the engine's constantly being evolved um all of those engines are constantly being worked on you have an engines team that all they do is work on your engine um so much of it is is assets it's creating graphical assets it's creating art assets it's creating the writing it's creating the script it's recording the you know all that stuff and so I think that stuff is what's taking longer these days than engines because I was going to ask another question to piggyback because maybe some people are thinking this is like, um, aside from the engine, let's say like, okay, we did fallout three. Now we're making fallout four or let's say we're going to make fallout five. Now, how much of fallout four might they be able to use? Like maybe assets, for example, like are there things that they're going to reuse? Are they going to kind of make new stuff or, or, or is that kind of something they're going to start with a refresher? I think or? that it kind of depends on the game. Um, like the difference between Fallout 4 and Fallout 5 or Fallout 4 and Fallout 76 is three or four years. Right. Um, so they're going to want They're going to want new so. stuff. You know, you look at the difference between assets created at 720p and 1080 and 4K. Um, you look at just technology, all that stuff. So, yeah, maybe. But I would guess not a ton. Um, and even things like... Like, you'd think that, like, Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, man, those games came out a year apart, so they're going to share things, right? Those games were made when they were made in tandem by two different teams. You know, Battlefield's the same way. You know, you have three teams that are making Battlefield. You have three teams that are making um, Call of Duty. You know, um, the one of the very, 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 very few teams I know that actually share assets between games is actually Forza. Hmm. So Forza Horizons Four and Forza Motorsport Seven. seven, Mm -hmm. um, The Forza Horizon team is based in the UK, and the Forza Motorsports team is based here. I want to say, I want to say California. And so because their dev cycles are completely opposite of each other, um, they'll do stuff overnight and then the next team will get it and they'll do stuff overnight and the next team will get it. But the interesting thing is, is they're not uh, up until recently, they were independent companies. Um, They weren't owned by the same person even. And now one of them is owned by Microsoft. So like, I don't, I don't know how that all works, but they actually, those two games constantly share the same code base. Hmm. Very so, cool. So, for instance, like Forza Horizon 3 had great skies, and so Forza Motorsport 7 had great skies. Right. It's real weird. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Well, there's uh, there's your answer, Captain Insano. I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. hope, I right. hope you're satisfied. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap it up with cheap free games, want to remind you that some of those cheap free games come in the form of Humble Bundles, and we are an official Humble Bundle partner. So make sure you go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble, and you can see all of the uh, updated and latest Humble Bundles you can choose from. Plus, you can subscribe to the monthly Humble Bundle, which I think next month has got Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, um, Hitman, and Seven Days to Die. Great stuff in there if you don't yeah, have it already. It's real, real good. And of course, I just bought Hollow Knight for my Switch, which is fine because it's perfect on the Switch. Um, but of course, I just bought that. Yeah, I, and I think I, I already own, own it. I think I already own it. 
Um, but yeah, so you can sign up for the Humble Bundle monthly there, and we'll get a little kickback for that. Can I tell you about one other Humble Bundle thing yes. that is not in our show notes? Ooh. It is called the Humble Discovery Pack. It's uh, on sale for another 12 days. It is an interesting Humble Bundle because there are no tiers. It's 10 bucks. Okay. Um, and for that, you get uh, War for the Overworld, Osiris New Dawn, Kentucky Route Zero, which is absolutely great. amazing. Yeah. It's a cool story-based game that is not quite done yet. There's five total episodes, and they're on four. Um, the other one's supposed to come out before the end of the year. Um, RWBY Grim Eclipse, um, Phantom Brave PC, Tricky Towers, which is absolutely amazing. That just came out for Switch, I think. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then you also get a free for one month subscription to Rooster Teeth Online. Rooster what? Rooster Teeth. It's. um, (laughs) Roosters have teeth? Roosters have teeth. That's Maybe you did not know. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's like an online. Kind of, kind of like, kind of funny, kind oh, okay. of yeah stuff. So ten bucks gets you a bunch of games. It's worth it for Kentucky Route Zero and Tricky Towers alone. Cool. Frankly, you should uh, check that all out. Just go to bitemepodcast.com/slash humble. There you go. There you go. All right. So cheap free games. Let's wrap it up. PlayStation now is adding ten more uh, titles to uh, ten more PS4 games, and seven day trials are reset for uh, the new PlayStation Now uh, updated stuff. They just introduced uh, the downloaded downloadable game feature which yep. i started doing last night nice downloaded wild arms 3 downloaded god of war 3 remastered because i want to i want to see what the update is on that because sure. it's a 40 gig game oh really yeah so god wow. of War 3 remastered like it wasn't that I actually own that i should try it mm-hmm. you should you should definitely do it um so i'm gonna check those out um but they've got over what you can download almost all of the 220 plus ps4 games yeah that's very cool yep. and all of the all the dlc yep it's all and included. all the PS2 games as um, well? I don't think all the PS2 Some games. of the PS2 games? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, all yeah. of the PS2 games are downloadable as well. So it's only some PS3 games that you can't download. Yeah, and that's because they need the emulation. Oh, so. that sucks because there's a handful of PS3 games that I'm like, I really want to download and play yeah, that. It's because the difference in processor is just so different. So they need the emulation on the back end. Um, now, if you have happened to have tried out the PlayStation Now service in the past and gotten that seven-day free trial, you've been locked out of doing it again. However, it has now been reset. If you've tried it before, weren't impressed, go back and try it again because you get that seven-day free trial all over again, and there's a lot of, lot of great games on there. And now that they've introduced the downloadable thing, That's it's cool. going to change. I think it's going to bring them at least up to, you know competitive level with Microsoft's Game Pass. It's cool. So, cool. there's that. Uh, and Only then, they had day and date for a party. Oh, well. oh I know, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Probably not ever going to happen. No. Um, and over on the Xbox side of life, Metal Gear Solid... Do we want to talk about the games they released this month? <laughs> on... It's like Scooby-Doo. On where? On, on PS, PlayStation. Now. Oh, yeah, sure. Do it. Uh, 100-foot robot golf, which sounds great. Uh, as, as, divine, as Divine Hearts. Uh, bound... Bridge Constructor, which is a great game. Uh, Carmageddon Max Damage, which is probably not a great game, but it's probably a ton of fun. Ducati 90th Anniversary. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which is absolutely fantastic. Go play that. It's a Memorpig that is a ton of fun to play. Uh, Sniper Elite 4, which I have not played, but I have heard is absolutely great if you like sniping things. Um, Stick Shards of Darkness, which I've also heard good. Torment Tides of Numenera. Yes, that one. Mm -hmm. is good. And then uh, you used to have these access on the PS3, and now you actually have the PS4 version of them. Costume Quest 2, which is a 
fantastic game to play for Halloween. It is really fun. It's made by Double Fine and uh, Machinarium, which is a cool point-and-click adventure game. Cool. There you go. If you've got the PlayStation, now, check those out. If you have an Xbox, and is this going to be on Game Pass or are they just saying it's backwards? just backwards compatible. Okay. Backwards compatible editions uh, this month. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are now Xbox One backward compatible games. And I've heard 2 is like the best of the... See, I've heard like 4 was the best. I don't know. Whatever. They're all weird. Well, they're all stealthy games. There you go. There's your thing. Um, but and I've Kojima actually got stealthy games. Huh? Kojima got stealthy games. Is, so, well, yeah. yeah. We still don't even know what that game is that's coming up. No. What's it called? Uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, that one. Anyway, is that it? That's it. We're done. Oh wow! It's the middle of the month, so there's not a ton of free stuff. I know, and it was weird that PlayStation Plus announced their games. Maybe for November Maybe. already. Yeah. That was really weird. Really weird. So. We I don't remember what it now. is, but it's stuff. I know it on QTE, so there you go. Go there. Um, all right, there is all that. If you have stuff you want us to know, you should uh, find us, follow us, like us, do all that stuff on Facebook. It's or Twitter or Instagram or wherever. Please go follow Instagram. We are at like ninety-seven <laughs> users, and we need a hundred in order to like be able to do some extra stuff. And we've gone up to ninety-nine, and we drop down to ninety-eight. We go up to ninety-nine, and we drop to ninety-seven. But it's a bunch of like Russian bots and stuff oh, following right. us. Like, I just want a real person. To, like three real people. If three of you could go follow us, it would make me very happy. Instagram.com slash bite me, bite me podcast. I think those Russians yes. are always in a hurry to unfollow. Oh my gosh. Terrible. You're I just, funny. I just want a hundred. <laughs> That's know, all right? I want. Um, so yeah, do that at bite me podcast, B Y T E me podcast and.com is how you'd write that out for our website. And Crap, then... I lost another one. I need four of you. To are we down to 96? 96. Why are people unfollowing our Instagram? It's I... the most non-offensive, benign thing. I tell thing. you, it's all spam accounts. It's all yeah. bots. And so oh, they follow yeah, yeah. you hoping you'll follow them back. And when I don't, or they're people that do that. Yeah. Or I go through it. I'm kind of a guy where I'm like, well, I blocked you. I blocked you. I blocked you. I blocked you. Cause yeah, I'm yeah. not having a whole Ask ton of bots follow us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, should I go back and bleep that word I said earlier? Nah, it's fine. You sure? You yeah, it's fine. I th- okay. If you're going to bleep it, you, can you make it be like a cat meow or something? <laughs> I think that's what IGN does. Or me going, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I'm going to put that in, and people are going to go, what was that? And now they'll have to listen to the end of the show to find out what that is. There you meant. go. All right, that's it. Find us, follow us, like us, do all that stuff. Bite me podcast, B-Y-T-E me podcast, and we are done.